You are now listening to Ship Talk, a podcast about relationships, friendships, and all the shit in between. I'm Kareem, and after 15 years of dating, spanning 19 cities across the world, this podcast is my form of relationship therapy. And I'm Iman. Our 12-plus year friendship has led me to find my husband. Have I said thank you yet? No, you haven't. <laughs> but join us weekly on our journey as we explore all the ships. Welcome, welcome, everybody. Um, before I actually get started, I want to shout out my boy, Abdul, for my mic. If you hear the crispness of my voice, that's thanks to him. So shout out to you. But, Let me um, upgrade you. <laughs> but um, let's get started. So this week's episode, we're going to center around first dates. We're going to discuss worst first dates, expectations, best dates, all of the above. Are you excited? Ah, uh, you're... Painful memories. Let's continue. <laughs> I can't wait for them to hear your stories for sure. Um, but before we kind of deep dive into this, I wanted to kind of talk about this trending thing right now. Have you seen it on the interwebs? The red flag memes that have been poking around. Um, I caught a glimpse of it this morning while uh, I was scrolling IG before I got up. And I sort of got the concept, but like, I don't know what the origin was of it, but it it seemed interesting but some of them i feel like it's the internet right they 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 take things too far it was like i'm trying to think of things there's just some really really random ones where i'm like that's not a general red flag that's like a very one person of seven and a half billion people red flag that's very way too specific but i've seen a bit of it yeah no definitely i think that's what makes me laugh the most because they've taken like the whole personal concept a little too far with these red flags and you know people are talking about a specific person like they're digging at that person, which makes me laugh because I'm like, that's the level of messy I truly enjoy. But um, to kind of keep in theme with our topic for today, I've kind of pulled some of the red flags related to like first dates and dating. And I kind of want to get your intake on is this a red flag or not? So let's start with the first one. <clears throat> if the person doesn't pray five times a day, red flag or not? I have never asked anybody that on a first date. I have never been asked that on a first date. Um, is it a red flag? I think it can be. I, I, I may have been on the, the receiving end of, of, of this being sort of a red flag for somebody in terms of spirituality and, and level of religiousness not being, um, at a level that was sort of good for them. So I can definitely see how this can be a red flag issue for people who are quite religious and want somebody who's on the same level as them. Yeah, I agree. Also, how do you like squeeze that into a first date? Like you guys meet during Mugrib and you're like, hey, are you going to pray or not? Like, how does this work? Do you, one thing I will share, since we're in the, the spirit of sharing interesting dating stories, um, there's only been one date in my entire life that like we both took a break during the date to pray. It was like, I said, and we played at a school library and it's so vivid. Like, I, I think people who know, like I, I'm somebody who struggles with praying five times a day. Um, it doesn't happen all all the time. It's something I'm trying to get better at. But this one time was just, I don't know, it was just like a very memorable. It was like a second or third date, and it was something that they had suggested, and we were like at their old Aww. campus, and they're like, let's go to the library, and we like That's literally so between cute. the stacks, we prayed. That's I said so it was cute. like it was it was very cute and touching. I remember at the time I was like, damn, is she the one? No. I'm just <laughs> No, that's super, super cute. Uh, yeah, no, I love that. So, oh, I always try to figure out, like, how do you squeeze that in? Okay, so next one is 
a comment that people sometimes say during the dating talking phase um and they'll say like i can't believe i'm talking to you is that a red flag for me i'll give my perspective here i kind of think it is a red flag when you are over 30. i feel like you should be a little bit more confident in yourself and know that you deserve whoever that great person is so to say it oh that's a red flag i mean if you're under I get it. Maybe the person's too good to be true. But to me, that would be a complete red flag. I'm running. What about you? I would agree as well. And again, if this is a first date, that means like, you know, nothing about the person other than what they look like, right? So your comments in terms of I can't believe I'm talking to you, like you're just expressing that you, I I suppose you find the other person overly attractive. But to your point, it's like, I could see a guy saying this to make somebody feel good. But I imagine if it's something that's being said repetitively, then to your point, it would be like, Maybe this person is not really confident. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, ooh, I can't believe it. I didn't deserve you. Like, okay. Um, The next one is when someone says, let's go with the flow and see how it goes. Red flag or not? Um, So uh, I feel like I'm trying to shadow the fence with my response here. You'll you'll tell me (laughs) if I do a good job of it. No. um, So to me, you know, if, if, uh, if I was being a, a smart ass, I would say, let's go with the flow and see how things go is an individual trying to establish communication and set expectations <laughs> early on. No, um, that this is not a relationship. <laughs> this is just like, let's figure this out. Yeah, I think, um, and there may be a gendered component to this as well. Like I, 1, I can, percent. can, yeah, but, <laughs> but I, I feel like, I feel like if a guy says this to a girl, could, could happen the other way around as well, or, um, it's a signal. I think it's of a person saying that I'm not looking for a serious relationship, but I'm open to seeing where things are going. But maybe this exact sentence of, quote, let's go with the flow and see how it goes. I feel like it's just very triggering for a lot of people, maybe a lot of women specifically. But I think underneath there are words that guys maybe don't feel comfortable saying yet. And I, I would encourage them too, because like whether you're looking for something casual, you're looking for something um, serious, et cetera, if you're looking to get married in six months, whatever it is, just be honest with the person. I mean, for me, if someone said that, it means um, this is not going to go any further because you're clearly not looking for a relationship. You're kind of just trying to vibe out. And you probably said that to four or five other girls that you're talking to as well. So I will politely bow out. To me, I feel like it's a cop out. Can, can I can I ask a, a follow-up question to you? So mm. um, you've heard me speak about this um the challenge oftentimes when you meet somebody and right off the bat, you have to decide where you want this thing to go, this relationship, friendship. So how do you balance that on one side where like you, you maybe haven't, you don't know enough about this person to, to, to be making, like, you know what I mean? Like, wh- wh- where is the room to actually just get to know the person with zero expectations? And I think part of the challenge with that may be that men and maybe sometimes women take advantage of that. Right. Because I think there's a way to honestly engage with somebody and be like, I would love to see where this goes. But you're also being very honest and open and communicating with them. So you're not like selling false hope. But does that make sense? Where's the room to like get to know somebody without being like, I meet you on date one and it's like, all right, I'm 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 looking for like a serious long term relationship after our one hour date. Yeah, I feel like it's the intention. Like when you are on your first date, the conversations that do come out, you're going to kind of get a sense from the other person where they're trying to go if they're looking to get married or if they're looking to just date but for me i feel like saying those words kind of solidify that 
you aren't interested in anything further than seeing how fun this could be or like where this aligns in your life. I don't, it doesn't give me seriousness from saying that. It feels like this is a casual thing. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I, and I, my sense as well, and, and, and maybe the fellows will agree for listening. Um, I feel like this is probably something that men struggle a little bit more with than women, right? And I think part of it is maybe sometimes as guys, we feel there's certain things you can't say or certain things you should say. Like it's almost like a playbook in courting or spitting game. And I, I feel like I said this, let's go with the flow and see how things go is a triggering statement. But I feel like there are better verbs and adjectives that you can use that would communicate what you really want without like making sure that like the first date is the last date. I agree completely. Okay, um, the last one before we get into the controversial ones is I watched a couple episodes without you. Red flag? I think so. so. Get, That's not considerate. This... That's not considerate. You watched episodes Just... of are the TV show we're watching together without me? You're not considerate. Red flag, leave. There's a door. Uh, all right. In that what, what if, all right. And just, just to make sure I understand, um, <laughs> is it, is, is you mutually have to like both agree that this is your combined show? There's no mutual agreement. If we're watching a TV show, okay, and I introduce it to you, you introduce it to me, whatever, and we've been watching it together and you tell me, Hey, I watched a couple of episodes without you. To me, that's a big red flag. That shows me you're not considerate. You're selfish. Okay. And I got to watch the TV show and talk to who about it. <laughs> red flag. Um, I, I would say this is not a red flag because I would just be like, I, I just feel like there's probably a lot of <laughs> folks out there that just will just sit and watch the episode again. It'll be like, oh, all right, boo, we can watch it again. Um, so for me, it's not a red flag, but um, I, it's been a while since I've watched a TV show with somebody. So like maybe part of me is missing what, what that emotional connection yeah. and intimacy is. <laughs> yes. No, for sure. For sure. When you, inshallah, when you get there, you'll know and you will remember this episode and be like, damn, Iman told me not to do this. Don't do it. <laughs> okay. The controversial one. Um, the first one, he considers you a couple after for the first date and constantly talks about it. So it says, you're my girl or you're my guy, whatever it is. Red flag. That's a serious red flag, and I had a I had a mental block. I was trying to quote that rap song. Who sings it? For some reason, I'm like torn between Jada Kiss and somebody else. You know what I'm talking about, though? <laughs> no, I have no clue. Ah, uh, anyway, run, 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 same goes if he's trying to get your album's phone number and trying to hook that up like run okay or ask after, where after your dad the first goes. Day, yeah yeah right where did your dad go to the masjid what masjid? run those are red flags guys run away uh six months into your couple ship the person suggests couple therapy is that a red flag um i give them a for like i guess having the range to like feel comfortable bringing this up and wanting to go to couples therapy six months to me seems a bit premature um if yeah. we overlay this if we overlay this with emans um we should you know how like uh, there's newton's laws and and, and these <laughs> things like emans emans like three-year face removal law right so six months in like you don't even know who you're talking to so like yeah. i feel like that's wasted therapy that's wasted because mm -hmm. you don't even know who you're speaking to one thousand percent. You're you're getting math number two at that point. So if math number two is saying couple therapy, <laughs> run. 
run away. Okay. Now this one is triggering to me because when I was putting these together, um, H kind of flagged them as my red flags. So I'm going to go hard for these, but watches YouTube couples, <laughs> red flags or not. So just to make sure we're on the same page, we're talking about like these YouTube channels where couples will be like, yes. this is like, they do these random games, everything from like card games to like or eating vlog. spicy food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, hmm. And like being, being connected to their relationship. And then when they break up, you're just like, and I'll give you the one that sticks in my mind because that was the one that I was most shook up by. And I remember my coworker at the time was like, she actually ran to my office. She's like, girl, are you okay? It was um, this couple. I don't know if you've seen them before. They're called Jamie and Nikki. They're in Australia. The girl's from South Sudan. Her sister's Ducky, the famous model. I don't know if you've seen. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so yep. they have this beautiful family. Um, their wedding was beautiful. They have two beautiful kids. And out of nowhere, they just kind of announced they're divorcing. And I remember I was so shook. And I would watch them all the time. And H would be like, these people are boring. But for whatever reason, I was just into it. So, yeah, it affects me. I I love love. So watching these YouTube couples is a real a real deal for me. It's actually part of my routine. For me, people watch weird things on YouTube. People watch cat videos on YouTube. Babies laughing on YouTube. So, like, I you know, I I, I don't want to. <laughs> I love I, how you associated I, that with. No, I'm saying. Career. So my point. No, no, I was gonna say <laughs> people like the. The internet is a strange place. There's lots of content. So it, I would feel weird judging somebody based on what they watch. But if they were watching like couples on YouTube and it's like more than 10% of like the stuff they watch, I, I, I would, I, an amber light would go on. I would have to investigate <laughs> further. <laughs> I respect that. Okay, fair. And um, the last one, posting celebrity couples on their social media. So IG stories, whatnot. Again, guilty of this. There's a few celeb couples. Actually, I shouldn't even lie. Who? There's like Who? Who a you handful. Be posting? Who you be posting? I mean, the ones that I was like posting quite a bit because I thought they're really cute is Nipsey Hussle, Rest in Peace, and Lauren London. I just love their little like, you know, LA gangster like energy. You don't get that as much. So I was really, I still am. I think they're such a cute couple. Um, but I try not to do that that much because. I mean, celebrity couples, how true is it? Are they really a couple? Are they not? But they're the ones that I felt that was the most authentic. So I write out for them. Um, Red flag for you? You're not, talking to you, post this up. <laughs> the frequency, the frequency, my, my brain goes towards, it's like more so the frequency. Like if she's posting a celeb couple once a year on like, I don't know, maybe she's like a Beyonce fan. And every year on Beyonce's birthday, she posts a picture of Beyonce and Jay-Z like, that's not but if it's somebody who's like posting all the time and even beyond yeah. that like are ingrained or engulfed in the celebrity lifestyle in terms of buying magazines and you know paparazzi photos and like that would be very worrying because it's 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 like you said it's it's another stranger's life and and we all know that the two or three percent that we see mm -hmm. x word facing and through social media is never really what life's like so no, I agree. Also, I feel like celebrities are kind of like a sport in a way. It's like a football team. So, I mean, men posting about the Seahawks. Did I get that right? Is that a team? It, it is a team. Do you, okay, do you know what yeah. city they play in? Oh, you have two. You can do either say what city they play in or what sport they play. Okay. Okay. I know, I know this because of the celebrity couple. Shout out to Sierra. 
Russell Wilson, aka Carlton Banks, plays Carlton for Seattle. Correct? And ten out of ten. Football, football, and not Just... soccer guys. Football. Um, I feel very proud. I, I'm going to assume that. I know your um, team, 76ers. That is basketball. Philadelphia. Look at you, girl. Mm. Allen Iverson. Look sports at, talk okay. show. That's what's next for you. Sports talk sports show. To- yeah, I was going to say, let's add sports to this. I'm so good at it. But um, Definitely. As we lose all our female listeners, continue. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, because we lost what I was saying. But. Red flag for you, clearly. Um, semi red flag for me, calling myself out. Girl, do better. So that's our thoughts. Um, yes, that red flag run. Frequency, once a year. Yeah, sure. Okay. If it's once a day. Mm-hmm. Like saying, like, why can't you be more like Tupac and Kadita Jones? I, I was about to say some blasphemous <laughs> shit. I'll say it anyways. I'm like, I'm still alive. I'm better than Tupac, but that's quite blasphemous. Continue. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, no, but your comment was like, <laughs> you said, why can't I be like him? I'm like, I don't want to be dead. I mean, Tupac writes poems, okay? He's very deep. He's cute. He wears a bit as well. He, I mean, I believe he's in Cuba, but let's leave that for another day. We could do conspiracy theories a whole other day. But he, he's cute and he's cool. Why don't you want to be like Tupac? Well, um, I have nothing against Tupac. You know, I'm a big Will Smith fan, but I have nothing against Tupac. Oh, oh, that's that's harsh. Okay, I see. Okay, okay, that's how you are today, Chris. Okay, all right. Well, let's get started. Okay, so um, as per usual, we did some of our digging, and I was able to get two interesting articles. One article I actually have beef with. Um, the other article I thought it was kind of interesting that talked about general stats in the world when it comes to first dating and particularly within this year, so 2021. The first stat that kind of came up that I thought was interesting is that it takes four minutes to see if you click with somebody. Do you agree with that? This was surprising to me. Um, Four minutes. Four minutes seems like such a short period of time. Like, I wonder even how many questions you could do back and forth in a four minute period. Like, you know what I mean? Like, what do you even learn? No, I don't even think it's questions. I think that would be more so like mannerisms. Like if I'm thinking four minutes, it's like, will you? So this like, is like a know, physical. It's like a, it's almost like that initial yeah. spark of chemistry. Mm. Yeah, like just like seeing how like they carry themselves, if they have like any common courtesy, like that could kind of be summed up within the first four minutes before they actually talk. So I, yeah, I don't I, think this is true. I think it kind of gives you a, a good gauge of like if you like the person a bit. I, I would say yes, four minutes would be enough for me to determine if I'm attracted to somebody, right? Like you, um, yeah. then the next layer is like, do I want to spend more time with him? Which goes to like personality, mannerisms. Can they hold, I mean, can you guys hold a conversation together? But I guess mm-hmm. the four minutes to like, I, I could, I could sort of see that. I guess, what does that sort of say about like people who like are friends for a while and then date years later? So it's sort of like, was mm-hmm. it like a delayed four minutes? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Who knows? Maybe. Or maybe it just didn't take that like four minutes to click in until they're actually potentially looking at them from a lens of like, you're not a friend no more. Question for you. Um, Did Mm. your four minutes with H start when you guys met on Twitter or the first time you guys met in person? Which four minutes, the first four minutes was like more oomph, you know? Good question. Um, This was actually, I was going to talk about our first date later on, but I'll mention it now. Our first date was a disaster. In my book, I thought it was perfect. In his, he thought I was crazy. Um, What happened was he was at 
school, I was downtown Toronto and I messaged him and I was like, what are you doing? I'm bored. Let's go hang out. And he was like, all right, I have nothing to do. Like, I'll come down. He comes down. I was with my cousin at the time and I was telling my cousin, she's like, yes, it's exciting. Like, I'm going to go you guys to your thing. So he comes down, mind you, probably took him like an hour and a half max. Um, and I suggest like, do you want to go for shisha? He didn't smoke shisha at that time. So he was like, mm, that's not really my thing. So if we're counting four minutes, guys, I already failed. Then we decide, let's go to Starbucks and let's just kind of have coffee, kick it, talk. So on our way to Starbucks, mind you, I was a regular downtown. I hung out there all the time. So I had a convenience store that I had a relationship with the guy behind the counter. And I was literally at that convenience store the day before. So when I got in, I was like, let me get some cash back. Um, and I went in or whatever, tapped my card. He increased the inter the the rate by 25 cents in a day. Mm -mm. So I basically was like, hey, buddy, like I was here yesterday. Like, why is this 25 cents more? Mind you, 25 cents is nothing. But I was an undergrad student. I was paying for everything. Like, I'm counting my coins. So me and him have like a back and forth. And H is watching this and it's like, this person is nuts. <laughs> like, why are you fighting over it? But for me, it was the principle. It was like, I am a regular customer here. Like, do you really need my 25 cents? Because you don't want to come back tomorrow and buy something else. Like, come on. So we leave and H is looking at me like, oh, okay. And so we go to Starbucks now. And another thing, I always carried around a deck of cards. Don't ask me why. So I had a deck of cards. Actually, I lied. I think I bought a deck of cards at the convenience store. That's where it came from. And so I was like, okay, let's play some cards. I'm really good at crazy. So we're playing the game and I beat him and I beat him like five games in a row. Mind you, you're supposed to like, I guess, try to like be nice on a first date, but like, I'm also very competitive. So already and you came beat out, him, like, beat I, him. Like it wasn't him destroyed, letting you. Destroyed. Okay, and one of the best, sure, like, sure. he had to, like, wear a makeshift name tag that I made out of, like, Starbucks napkins. I actually have a photo of it. And he was so embarrassed because it was literally me writing his, I wrote, like, some random name on it. Um, and so it, I had fun. And I left. And he messaged me. He was like, yeah, that was interesting. Um, can, I just don't understand why you fought the convenience store guy. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I love you know what like I know I I I know H and I've gotten to know him over the years and like kudos to him for like being like listen this date was different unexpected but the one thing that's bothering me is like yo you this poor minimum wage convenience store worker like you you verbally assaulted him why it's it's that's real honestly and it's so funny too because that's something that comes out through our relationship all the time he's like you have this obsession over these like street codes of loyalty and like principle and stuff I'm like it's not street codes I'm like this is what my dad instilled in me he's instilled these codes that like if I see wrong it's like I have my cape on and I have to be like the corrector you're like at a principle sir you have increased it and you haven't even put a notice to let your customers know so they wouldn't tap maybe you should do that next time so yeah, first yeah. they went terrible um alhamdulillah we are years and years past it but I think that if we're using the four minute click thing, he ran and I was like, where are you going, buddy? And I pulled him back in. So get over here. Um, <laughs> you're like, I need another four minutes. Can I get a yeah, redo? Like, Can we do this again? <laughs> Can we do it again? <laughs> That's hilarious. Okay. Um, 
But yeah, so I, 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 it makes sense. It makes sense. Um, the next point that came out in the article that I found interesting was that they said 28 is the average year. And this is for like, I guess the medium between men and women that people meet their spouses. So they're saying for women, it's around 25, which is slightly younger, but men usually 28. Do you, do you have like any, like, what are your thoughts on that? Do you make, does it make uh, sense? Like, do you remember who you were with at 28? Mm, who was I with at 28? And was she um, potentially the one? So my, my initial reaction was, I disagree with this because I'm older than 28 and I haven't found someone. <laughs> um, but who, I'm trying to think about You know what? I think that that probably could make sense. Um, yeah, I could see it. 28, because I, I think part of it is I think about it sort of practically and it's at a point where most people who have, Establish the career, they're mature enough, they have a good sense of what they want. So I think it, it all yeah. aligns and, um, you caught me off guard. I'll do some thinking. I'm trying to remember who I was dating at 21, okay. but I could see it being really, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I agree too, because I think 20 is usually around the time where, like, if you were doing like post secondary as well, like undergrad, masters, that should be completed by then. And you probably are starting your first like adult job. So I guess it kind of aligns. So. It, the yeah. one exception I'd say for, for the, the poor souls who do, do PhDs, don't worry. Oh, People yeah. will be ready for you when in your thirties. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, the next one was that the average number of relationships, uh, before marriage for men are six and for women it's five. And I did some mental digging about this and I think this is like on par with me. To be fair, I think my like first real relationship was like lasted a little too long but i would say yeah maybe like four or five was like my thing before i got with age you're talking about four or five dates before you you guys try being exclusive relationships 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 so yeah four, being a relationship yeah. yeah before you get married well four or five dates before getting married seems like not enough but four or five dates before being in a relationship yeah i feel that that's a a decent um that's a decent number the four or five dates I know. I think it means like the actual relationships you've been with. So people that you've like dated Ooh, before. Yeah. Interesting. So basically six or five partners before the partner exactly. that you end up. Ah, yeah. Yeah. Um, hmm. I, I could sort of, I guess it depends on like the length of these relationships, but like five relationships with like two years of pop, like you're already at 10 years, which is like, yeah. That's yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's I, I could see that. Yeah. The number makes sense. Um, mm -hmm. And it's it's good to see it's not like one or two. I love mm -hmm. high school sweetheart stories, but like I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. I think with the dating part, it was um, the number of dates. So they're saying women go on eleven dates before they like go down the aisle. So with the person, it takes them eleven dates to truly be like, this is my person. And for men, it's a little bit more. It's fourteen dates. Mm -hmm. Okay. Sixty uh, percent of women are not actively dating. That was a surprising stat. Right. I That's thought a high number. Pretty high. Um, I was trying to do it's from a survey that was conducted in 2016. Also, uh, a little shaky with the survey, but I just found it interesting that that was such a high number, like 60%. That's pretty high. I wonder. I wonder. Yeah. I maybe it's just like women have a lower tolerance threshold for dating bullshit, where men are just like, eh, I'll just try again. <laughs> yeah, and I think with that concept of like active dating, that means you're going on multiple dates. And I, I can't see women actively dating for no reason like that. So, I mean, I guess it kind of makes sense. 
This one I thought was super interesting because I have a lot of conversations about this with friends. Um, 63% of men think that men should pay for the first date. 46% of women agree that it's a man's responsibility, where there's a 5% that think it should be the other way around. And then they said that it's 18% of going Dutch. So 80% of men and women think that it should be divided. What do you think about first dates? Do you think men should pay for the first date? Do you think it should be 50-50? Or do you think it should be a revolution and women should cover the bill? Um, the poor 5% of women who are saying they want to pay for first dates, like, I feel like, you know, somebody needs to be a voice for them, for the voiceless, right? Like, they need to be heard. Stop. Stop. <laughs> you know, it's funny, uh, th that statement of, um, we'll, we'll do one more uh, quick sports reference. So, you know, Kyrie Irving, I don't know if you've heard of him. He's a basketball player. He converted to being yeah. Muslim like a year, a year or two ago. He's basically yeah. not wanting to get the vaccine. And he like posted a video on YouTube and the team was basically like, you don't have a job until you get vaccinated. And he was, his statement was, there's a lot of people losing their jobs because they're not getting vaccinated. So I want to be the voice for the voiceless. So that 5% of women. <laughs> In the words of I will Kyrie Irving, who's going to be the voice of the voiceless. The voiceless. Cream, no, um, you're not going to, you're not going to. I no, 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 no. <laughs> I, 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 I'm, I, I'm, I'm a believer, a firm believer that like guys should pay for the first date. Um, there's only one first date in my entire life that I did not pay for the bill. We did not go Dutch, and it was that five percent category where she, the, the person was adamant. Did she like tell you like you're gonna pay for it or like oh, she's oh, gonna oh, pay for oh. it? No, so it was it. It was me asking out her on a date. It was me picking the place. I don't know if you did. You ever go to Spice Route in Toronto? This yeah, restaurant, yeah, 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 Spice Rack. I still remember because it's like one of these things where I just, and then the bill came and like, you know, I, I feel like with guys, there's, there's this from my, I'm from my perspective or a guy's perspective, it's this, um, uh, charade that goes on, right? Which is like the bill shows up and you go and grab it and should be like, you know, no, let me pay. And you say, you know, I got this. Let's do half. And then you would say, let's do this. And then that's it. And they'll be, all right. All right, nigga, take care of the bill. Um, but we went through this exchange at the restaurant on like every time she was getting more social. She's like, no, I'm covering. And the thankful thing is this is somebody that I had known for like a year, year and a half. So it wasn't like a stranger. It was somebody that we were like exploring dating. So I was just like, I felt comfortable being like, it's okay to let her pay. Cause like, I felt like she knew that I wasn't a cheap guy. Like, I think that's every guy's fear. And that may be the motivation or driver as to why they pay. It's like, yeah, you, you don't want to. You don't want to. You don't want to lose a chance of of getting a second date if if that's what you want. Um, so I think a lot of it is driven by that. But I I still remember it was like great. She recently got married, so congrats to her. But yeah. Oh, congrats to her. Yeah, I yeah. I remember one time where I paid for the first date and there was never a second date because was like this person is disgustingly cheap. And I remember how uncomfortable it was because it was kind of like a bill band where we were sitting there. And it was like, the bill was being passed around. And it was like, do you want to guess how much the bill is? And I was like, no, I don't want to guess how much the bill is. And it was that That's like, weird. oh, shoot, um, I'll be right back. I need to go to the bathroom, drink too much pop. And didn't come out wow, for like what a while. Yeah, and it was wow, one of those things a... where like, the waiter did like the loop around. And I was so un like uncomfortable. I was like, you know what, here. And I just got up and walked out. And nothing came out of that so was the person still in the bathroom when you left no the person like saw me like came out of the bathroom to come to the booth and i was like walking out the door like i looked back and i just walked out 
and then I was getting Damn. a text like, "Where are you going?" Like, like I get, I can get you a ride home or whatever. I was like, "I'm good. Thank you so much. Like, wish you the best." It's not cute, guys. Pay for the first date. Come on. And and I was gonna say, part of it is part of it as well was going to be if if you're if the finances are a struggle, then like pick and suggest or organize a first yes. date that's within your budget, right? Whether it's going I for agree. coffee and a walk or something. So, mm-hmm. you know, part of it is. Ain't no, the only thing more, it's just avoid the embarrassment. <laughs> Actually, also, my thing is, like, if you've asked me to leave my house to come meet you somewhere, the least you can do is pay for my meal. You've, I could have been at home eating whatever was in the fridge. So pay for my bill. You, you want to hear? Um, I haven't experienced this, thankfully, here in Nairobi. Okay. But it's apparently quite common that, like, <laughs> women want the first date paid for the dinner or the food and they want um some shillings to to take their uber home <laughs> Ooh. i mean i'm not opposed there's, to that there's different I rules mean, of engagement in every city <laughs> yeah i mean i can see that i'm not i'm not a thousand percent opposed pay for them to get home safely why not uh the next point that i was able to pull that i found super interesting is it a turnoff for you because they're saying it is um for you to be on your phone or checking your phone or vice versa on the first date so they're saying the biggest turnoff for women on the first date is men who constantly check their phone for me if i'm seeing you checking instagram this is a problem why are you on instagram on the date yeah yeah that's Um, weird if you're like i I can see that a text message okay but instagram or like just on your phone scrolling Clearly, you're not into this. So let's just get our stuff and go. I enjoy people watching. I, I particularly enjoy people watching at restaurants. Um, I could see you mouthing me too. Uh, and, and and I think you and I may have played this game before where like you'll see couples at a restaurant and based on how they interact and engage and with each guessing? other, you're like, yeah. yeah, is this a first date or is this like a disgruntled yeah. marriage of like 20 years? And one of the, to me, the telltale signs is like, how often are the people on their phone versus actually speaking to each other? Um, on a first date, if, you, if you're more interested in checking your phone than getting to know this person, yeah, I would say that's a, a huge red flag. I think part of it is also, it depends what it is. Like I know there are certain people who, because of their profession, their work, maybe have to check their phone more frequently. And I think that's okay as long as the person, but like like you said, if it's, if you see somebody scrolling, I've, I've heard stories of people like opening up Tinder on a date and swiping while the person's in the bathroom. It's like, damn, that shit is, that is, that is also bad. Like you're on a date and you're already trying to plan your next date, but no. yes, checking your phone too much, bad. Yeah, that's interesting. I agree. Like, I I play the same game as you. Like, we'll go all the time. And one thing I've noticed more and more, especially um, as the world's opening up and we're going back outside, I watch couples all the time. And there's more of, like, them sitting across from each other and just being on their phone. And then the food comes, they eat, might make a one-two conversation, but then they're still on their phone. And for me, I'm just like, what? I always think about it all the time. Like, what would the world look like if you didn't have this in your hand? There was obviously a time where you would have to go to a payphone to make a call. So if you were on this date or if you had to go out with your partner and you're eating, like what would you, you would have to be forced to talk, right? It's weird. So why don't you just take it? Or to stare go? at each other in silence. Yeah. Yep, that part. I just find it so weird. Like I just feel like with us, when we go out, especially phones are in the pocket, unless I might pull out my phone to like check something because I was looking for something and be like, haha, fun fact, this happened. But 
most of the time I try to keep my phone in my pocket. I try. Yeah, um, I so just to wrap up that article, was there any stats that kind of stood out or surprised you? Or is this kind of on par with what you were expecting for like first date stats? I think the only thing that maybe surprised me, there were a couple red flags or things that, that, that I maybe thought I would have seen. Or maybe, again, this is this is maybe Kareem's, you know, on trend red flag that's very, 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 very specific. Um, one thing for me is 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 lateness or being on time, especially for a first date. Um, Wait, that's I, a red flag for you? Like that would I, be like a turnoff? I'll be honest and say people who are habitually late all the time, it, it, it does become a turnoff. I think maybe part of it is, this is like a year and a half, two years ago. I remember going on a date with a person who was 50 minutes late. And I was like, if it got to the hour mark, I was like, I was leaving, right? So that, the other thing I was going to say is observing if you guys are going out for food, how they treat waitstaff. Uh, I, I find it a hello red flag if people are quite rude to waitstaff or, or just condescending or speaking down to them. That to me is that did is, come is up actually on the stats too. People said that that would be like the key, one of the key determining factors for them to be like no second date. Yeah. So um, you're on par with that. Question, question for you. Speaking on behalf of of, of your entire gender, um, on a first date, if the guy doesn't plan it and he keeps like. Like, do you want the guy to plan it? What happens if you do, like, is, is that like important or can you like collaboratively plan a date together? No, not for the first date, maybe like the after dates, but the first date, like, I don't want to sit there and think about it. Like, you can tell me where to go. I'll be there. You can pick me up if you want. Great. But I don't want to have any part of planning the first date. That's too much work for me. And again, you're telling me to leave my yard. So you need to have something put together. <laughs> That's hilarious. Okay. All right. Makes sense. But yeah, what about you? Any surprises? Any things you you didn't see it on the list? Um, I thought the like when I first read the whole four minutes to click with someone, I thought that was kind of like, what are you talking about? But now that we kind of deep dived it, yep, that makes sense to me. So other than that, everything else was like pretty on par. Um, it was, I I didn't mention it, but it is um like a big turnoff for someone to not be respectful to the first date. So from, or sorry, to the waiters on the first date. So for me, that's also something I look for. Like, are you saying you're pleased and thank you? Are you like not doing like the dad jokes of like, ha ha ha, the menu's big. Like not, like, I don't care about that, but just being like <laughs> polite. I, I think that's like a big determining factor. And I think that also falls into like getting a good sense of who a person is on how they talk to others. So. Overall, it aligns, but I guess this is a good segue over to the problematic GQ, of course, magazine stats that they put together. So GQ has this article where they discuss um, the kind of opposite expectations of men and women when it comes to like the first date. Now, the article in itself is kind of shaky. Like some of the like things that they write for men, I was just like, I want to smash my computer. But they did pull some like, interesting things that I kind of want to get your sense and idea from Kareem. So without further ado, let's go into it. So they said men like convenience. So convenience is key for men. They might make the effort to like begin in the beginning or make the effort in the beginning. But once the routine is established, they want their partner to be close enough that it doesn't require them to do much. What do you think about that? Do you think convenience is important? Having someone close by so that you don't have to like travel to go see them or 
any of that stuff. I think there's a, diff- a couple different ways I look at the convenience. So like for me, for example, I... I struggle with long distance relationships. I've, I've tried one before. So the piece in terms of like being nearby, um, I wouldn't categorize that as convenience, but if that's what they're talking about, just the the ease in, in which you can sort of see somebody. Yeah, yeah I, I sort of do think convenience comes in. I think another part of it as well, and I've experienced this once or twice is, and it happens sometimes, people um, may have a different work schedule than you, right? Where they may be in the healthcare space and they work, afternoons or night shifts right and i've at times been frustrated where you're like trying to like you almost feel like you're the one who has like a quote-unquote normal schedule that's nine to five and every time you're trying to like hang out with the person they're like oh i've got a shift and i've got this and it gets to a point where you're just like i give up like you know what i mean like i feel like i'm i'm trying to solve this complex scheduling thing and i feel like it's one way so i've experienced that as well so i I can sort of see the 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 convenience thing and i don't know if it's necessarily a bad thing with the, the 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 caveat or nuance being like convenience is after like they're saying men prefer convenience after you've established some sort of connection with somebody yeah Uh, i can completely see that i mean for us when we were in the beginning i lived in toronto and h lived in brampton so the commute to see me like was a good hour and in the beginning it was fun and stuff but i do remember it getting a little bit taxing for him to constantly have to do that drive especially in the late nights and stuff so I can definitely see in the sense of convenience being like being closer, it's easier. There's not a lot of like planning or operation stuff going in of like, when you're leaving, you have to make sure I'm home by this time, whatever. Um, your point that you brought up about work, I think that is super interesting because that's another thing H and I have, I have the typical nine to five, H is a creative. So his hours are just all over the place. And he didn't really get into his real career until we were already established. So had that been around maybe when we we're talking, I think I would be like, you and be like, this is too much it's complicated. But because he established a relationship with me ugh, and he made me like him, I had to figure out a way to make it work. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I think it could go both ways. I think for a man and woman, I think convenience is important. Um, men like when women make the first move. True. Um, this is interesting because I, I feel like society probably puts forward the opinion that men should be making the first move and they're expected to make the first move and, and not doing so, you almost lose some sort of like, if, if the part that the person on the other side was scoring you, you like lose points for not making the first move. I think this comment, like where men like to, like women to make the first move, to me, I, I sort of read it as, like, just give us a signal. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, <laughs> that you I, I, want I, I us was, to. Yeah. No, I agree. I thought it was interesting that they said, I mean, who are the men that they're serving? Okay. But I also found it interesting, though, because I can see it going both ways. I can see it being like, this is interesting. Like, this is different. Why not? But then I could also see because men's egos are fragile. It could be like, whoa, 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 you're doing too much. <laughs> like, calm down. So it could technically go either way i was just shocked that this made it on the list like this was actually something that men said like they like women make the first move so interesting um the other one that i pulled was that men don't like eagerness so guys run from the idea of women or the girl wanting to introduce them to friends too early discussing children and marriage right away um and then on the flip side women don't like it when men just jump and confess their undying love on like the second date do you agree with that point is that a turnoff when like first date you're being told 
this is my best friend, Rebecca, and this is my best friend, Sandra. Don't know where these names came from, guys. Um, and we need to get married in a year and I want to have four kids. Like, is that like a chill, I don't even know your last name kind of energy? Definitely. I, I think, and this is um, maybe the, something I was thinking about in the first segment. <clears throat> I think people who ask too many deep probing questions on past relationships and what failed and what didn't work on a first date, I find that to be a bit of a red flag. And, and, and maybe it speaks to this eagerness, right? Where it's like, I don't know, before wanting to like explore all of my damaged goods, it's like you should want to know like if you enjoy speaking to me and like getting along with me before you open up that door. So um, on the flip side, the other example in terms of eagerness, introducing to friends or family too soon. Um, should I share a story? Yes. But before you share a story, I just want to get to that point where you're asked, where you mentioned about the whole um, like digging into your baggage, essentially. I think, and I'll, I'll say this from like the girl's perspective, I think girls do that to assess like the level of damage, if that makes sense. Like what kind of person <laughs> are you? So I think it falls into them actually trying to get to know you, but it's like, how is he in a relationship, right? Like, is he someone who ends relationships quickly or is it kind of like, it took a while to get there? I think it's like a different way of us getting our intel on who you are. Fair enough, that, that, that makes sense. And maybe it's because in my experience, it's often one-sided where it's like, I'm being asked. And it's like, it's just my thing where it's like, on a first date, like, I'm trying to get to know you as a person and like your yeah. past relationship dwellings are Doesn't like, matter. they're like I guess. maybe yeah. five, 10, 20% of who you are. But a quick story. Um, I don't even know how many years ago this was, but there was somebody that I was seeing. We've been dating for like three or four months um, and their cousin was getting married. And they kept speaking about their cousin's wedding and they were helping with planning and all of this, right? And I was, you know, I was a tentative, paying attention boyfriend. I was like, you know, trying to be supportive and like pitching ideas and trying to help. Never at one point did like this person say, oh, like I, here's an invite to my cousin's wedding. And then the day before the wedding or two or three days before the wedding, we were out um, having shisha, me, the person I was seeing and the bride and the groom the, the the couple that was getting married and the guy was like oh you should come by the wedding and it's like oh i didn't know i was invited like that was my actual response because like we've been seeing each other for three months and she described it as like every family member from across the world was showing up right and you sort of take into account she was somali as well it's like three months in i'm like i'm not really sure i want to meet your entire family so like yeah, i i assume that's why i yeah, I assume that's why I hadn't gotten an invite and then she looked i still remember this we were i don't remember what she just thought she looked at me and she like She's like, you my boyfriend, of course you come in. And I was just like, I was like, I don't know if I'm comfortable. And, and I think, I think, I think within, nah, we broke up within like two weeks. Um, and the breakup was also, the, the breakup was also like another funny story. We like, we like basically out of the blue, she was just like, I feel uncomfortable with dating you. And she sort of brought up like the religious aspect. And I was like, ah, this is, and then like, this was on a Sunday and she's like, I'll call you on a Tuesday and, and like, let you know where I land. And I, I've never heard from her since ever. Oh, wow. Um, so if you just but, accepted that wedding, you would have probably used something with her. That's, <laughs> that's one take it, on like, it. <laughs> no, that's so funny. I think that's pretty massive. Like, I feel like that kind of falls into the eagerness category because especially with Somalis, like, you're not really meeting anybody until there's like the ring and like you're getting ready to get married. So maybe she was indirectly telling you like you're her future husband and you just weren't picking up the signs. I, I, I took it as 
maybe she wanted to get married ASAP, which she never expressed. And me being uncomfortable with meeting her family at a wedding was like her red flag that oh run away. This is good. He doesn't he doesn't he doesn't want to get married this fiscal yeah. fiscal fiscal quarter. <laughs> oh man. Well that's definitely interesting. Um the only thing I was able to pull that made sense to me um from the women's side from this article was that women want men to take the lead. So Secretly, we kind of hark on the traditional values and want men to show their assertiveness. And from my perspective, I 1000% agree. No matter how independent your person is, women always like that idea of having a man stepping up, um, not in like a condescending or controlling way, but just stepping up in a way of like, I got dinner today. Like, go, we're going on a date. I planned it. Like, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I think women really do value that. And I think men don't take that initiative enough. I would, um, I would agree. I, I think uh, the statements are, I've, I've planned a date and made reservations. I feel like that gets you, gets you a lot of brownie points, right? <laughs> so you're sort of nodding with your eyes. Um, so I would, I would definitely agree on that front. So let's kind of, um, I guess, deep dive a little bit. Do you have sets of rules for a first date? Um, like, what do you walk into having an idea of? Like, what are you looking for on your first date? I think for me, typically when I'm planning a first date, it sort of falls into one of two categories. It's either somebody that, if it's somebody that I've just recently met or, you know, a friend is trying to, you know, somebody's like, here's so-and-so's WhatsApp number, and I, I don't know very much about them, I will try to plan a relatively, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't want to say low effort, but like a very quick first date, which is to low, like it's it's an easy first date, which is typically coffee, right? Um, okay. And so, and the reason I do that is because like, there's nothing worse than being on like an hour or two hour dinner date with somebody who like, you just don't click with and connect with. And maybe it's mutual, maybe it's one-sided, but it's just like, I'd rather just go home and just like read a book or chill by myself. Right. So I think for me, it's like, if there's like some doubt or I haven't really met the person or I haven't spoken to him a lot, it will be like a quick, easy sort of first date coffee. Um, And, but like coffee, like with one of my exes, we had a nine hour first date. It started with lunch. It wasn't Insane. coffee. Nine it was a night hours? away. Like whole it was day, like, basically. It, it started at 1 p.m. We grabbed tacos. And then literally we just like, we walked. This is when I lived in Toronto. We walked up and down the waterfront. Just like, honestly, in conversation flowed. And then after that, they were like, oh, they kept speaking about like their favorite pastry shop in like Scarborough. Scarborough of all places, right? Um. <laughs> Take that back. Take that back. <laughs> um, so then I we got in the car. We drove all the way to Scarborough from um, basically the West End, and then ended up driving back. So it was like you so to me. Oh, oh, we we ended up going, dating for a year and a half. So it all worked out, right? Well, it worked out. I, I think it was it was it was it was a healthy, functional, good relationship. So all that to say is like you can start off low risk maintenance, whether it's lunch or coffee, and if if things flow and connect you can progress from there. So I think, I think first date rules for me, yeah, one is yeah, try to schedule something that's easy. Midday usually helps and works as well. That way, like, you know, if you have like a one o'clock lunch or a two o'clock coffee and like you guys really click it off, you can go hang out and do something else and then also grab dinner, right? So. Yeah, I like that idea. I think that the first date, especially for your example, how it kind of extended into like a full day thing, really gives a good gauge of like, if this is someone that you can be with for a long time. And like, for your example, like you were able to go for coffee, went for a walk, you guys got pastries, you went for dinner. 
And it was like so many activities that you did where you could see her in so many different lenses that you're like, okay, this is someone that I could continue with. And I think that's why first dates are so important because they are like the make or break for a lot of relationships, right? Unlike mine, it was a shaky first date, but the second date was great. Um, but I, I do think, yeah, I, I think women have similar expectations on the first date. Like they want you to plan something, but then also have a direction of like where to go, right? And also to have like the same concept of like good conversation, good vibes. And again, if it turns into a full day thing, most women are down for it if they really feel like this is someone they can talk to and actually get to know. Yeah. And the other thing I was going to add is um, there's the other category where like a first date for somebody maybe I've known has been a friend, somebody I've seen around that I'm like, okay, I'm fairly confident that we'll like personality wise, we can hang out for a day and I, I won't want to, you know, jump off a bridge in like the first 30 minutes. I'll put effort into trying to plan a very special or unique first date. Right. Um, an example, one um, for the Toronto folks, for the gentlemen listening to this, pull out your notepad. Um, no, I was going to say, um, did, did you and I ever go to art, uh, art battle? Did I ever take you to art battle? No. So it's this like really cool. I'll describe around? it. I'll Google. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's probably still around. They, they have them in Toronto, Ottawa, a few other places, but basically it's a live painting competition. So they basically get eight artists split across two rounds and you're basically in this big old auditorium and all of the artists get the same canvas and the same paint and they get 20 minutes to paint something. And then the audience, i.e. you and your date, get to vote. And at the end, they auction off, they auction off the, the paint. The, That's the, the, cool. Right? So like, it's this really cool live interactive dynamic thing. And like things like that, I would hold, like there were certain activities that I would be like, okay, these are like, if I'm trying to make like a, a, an impressive and usually after that, it'd be like dinner at a nice restaurant. Like, so like if you, if you really like the person, make sure the first impression is a good one. I like that. That's a actually really good first date idea. And guys, I did Google if you are in Toronto listening, it's still around. So. Add that to your little repertoire of date ideas. Um, last thing I want to touch on before we go into our listener letter is um, you did kind of touch on this a little bit, but I kind of want to get a bit more of your thoughts on turn off on first dates and turn on on first dates. Yeah, um, I think the, the biggest turn on is really just if the conversation is free flowing, it doesn't feel forced. If I'm laughing, they're laughing. If if those ingredients are there, like even if this person ends up just being a friend or ends up being a, a partner or ends up being a husband or wife or whatever, I think those to me have always been the ingredients where it's like you look up and you're like, oh, damn, we've we've been sitting at this lunch table for like three hours. You know what I mean? Or something like that. Um, turn offs. I think I spoke a little bit earlier about like being late to me is it's like. Yeah, being extremely late is not a good first impression or second or third or fourth. Um, being uh, rude to waiters. What else is there? I, honestly, other than that, like, I, I'm not bothered by people who are messy eaters. I'm not mm -hmm. bothered by people who like, yeah, I'm trying to think of other turn offs and turn ons. I guess conversely, a turn on would be somebody who's like, it's very kind. And, and you can sort of get that, whether it's how they treat the wait staff or how, you know, if you're, walking through a building do they like you know if you're not holding the door Hold for the them door. are they holding it for yeah, yeah things like that yeah just like small little things you you sort of pick up what about you um i would say turn ons would be similar in the sense of like polite to the waiter um just common courtesy things like opening doors that's nice uh paying for the bill that's nice 
good conversation, making you laugh, um, even just establishing a lot of similarities in the first day, like like music or activities, like something that we can like instantly connect on. I love turn off 1000% is when they come on with this like macho, like I make money energy and they try to flaunt and all like that is gross. Like, ew, turn <laughs> off. Um, even when it's like when the bill comes, it's just like taking out their card. So like, ugh, it's gross. I don't like that. Um, turn off also are talking about exes or anyone mm. that has like been in a situation with them to try and be like, you're the type of girl I like. Like, these are the girls I usually date. Like, that's gross. Um, mm. Maybe that aligns with, like, personality. Like, if you have, like, a weird personality. And you know what? To be fair, like, I get, I'm probably as weird as it gets. So it's really hard to, like, push me to be, like, you're weird. And those things, like, comparing me to other people, talking about, like, physical attributes off the rip. Like, no, sir, that's not happening. But... Again, haven't been on a first date in a really long time, so I can't really see yeah. what it's like now. But for me, those are the things that I was just kind of like, for me, like what kind of sold me with H was that he felt like someone I had known in my life and it felt very natural. Like it didn't feel like a first date. I didn't have those nerves where I was like, I need to act proper and I need to like, make. I didn't have any of that. It just felt like I was kicking it with a homie, which I really, really like. So yeah. that's, yeah. that's no, my advice. I, I agree. And I think it like I, I told the story about like my eight, nine hour first date. The shortest date I've ever had was like 30 minutes. It was a coffee chat. East African girl. Sorry, what? 30 minutes. 30 minutes. I will tell wow. you the story. Um, I love to shout out like this is this is my little form of nostalgia. I like shout out where in Toronto it was because it reminds yeah. me of, of good memories. Um, yeah. So and I like this to look was... up to see if it's still there too. Like whatever you say stuff, <laughs> uh, I'm just like, wait. So this is like a generic Starbucks, but it's in, uh, it was, where was it? It was Young and Eglinton area, Starbucks around there. But so this person showed up maybe 20 minutes late, not, not a big deal, but so East African girl, she showed up 20 minutes late and she was piss drunk. It's 3 PM in the afternoon on a Saturday. Um, and Stop. yeah, I kid you not. And like, part of it was like, I didn't know that she was drunk at first. And like, you know me, like I'm, I'm a joker. I'm a comedian. I think like one of my best attributes is my, my sense of humor. So like, of course, when I'm on a first date, like I'm trying to make people laugh and like I would tell jokes and it was almost like you ever watch, um, those TV shows where there's like a lag in the audio. So I would tell a joke and there would be like, like literally a five to seven <laughs> minute pause of silence. And then she would laugh. And this happened a few times. And I just looked at it and I was like, what's going on? She's like, all right, let me make a confession. And she showed up in yoga, yoga, like a yoga workout. And she's like, like three hours ago, I had gone over to my girlfriend's place to, to to do yoga with her, and then we just started drinking. And I was like, "Cool." Um, was it like a nervous it, thing? Was she like kind of nervous for the first day, or I, 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 I don't, I don't really know. I think part of it was okay. like after I was done with my coffee, I was like, "I got some other things to do." Um, it was nice meeting you, and I just sort of kept it moving because, like, part of it was just like it was in the state that she was in. It was almost impossible to have a like a functioning conversation with her so i'm like why am i sitting here across from a stranger i've never met before trying to hold a conversation that like she may never remember so i was just like i'm gonna yeah. cut my losses oh well oh, it's ladies, okay. it's if life. you want to slide in cream's dms don't be him drunk he will walk away <laughs> <laughs> so yeah dating dating you, you full full spectrum 30 minutes to nine hours put thought and intention into that first date Mm-hmm. I agree. Okay, let's get into this. 
uh, listener letter. We got it from Instagram, which is also another way, guys, you can send us some thoughts. Uh, but this one, we're going to say the person is, I guess their name, sorry, Kareem, you're not saying the name. It's L. That was the alias. And that's also the perk, guys. If you message us and one of us respond, we will give you the chance to pick your alias. So L sent this in. L's question is, um, I'd like to get to know your thoughts on having a partnership pack with a friend. What I mean by this is that single life is great, a little too great to give up on at the moment, but the big 30 <laughs> is creeping. And so I've been thinking about drafting an agreement with a good friend of mine who by the time we're 35, if we're both single, we'd marry each other. If, uh, sorry, I'm not sure how ethical this is. Um, and more importantly, if it's a wise decision. So Al wants to know, what are your thoughts on the infamous like friendship marriage pack? And we see this all the time on TV shows and stuff. But have you, before we even get into your advice, have you ever had a friendship pack? Um, I've never had a real friendship pack. I, I've, I've, like, there's one or two friends, and they're friends that are not that prominent in my life right now. Where like you say those things jokingly, but what L seems to be talking about is like an official sit down. So no, I've, I've, yeah. I've never had a a serious friendship pack conversation. Okay, fair enough. I've thought about it when I was younger. I was like, if worst case say scenario word. comes through, yeah, yeah. I was like, worst case scenario, I would be down for a friendship pack with one of my good friends. For sure. Because oh, for me, it's like kind of like the premise of like, if we were to get along, we can see like, if we open the door, what would happen? I think it's a logical move. So I guess for me, with advice to Elle, I would say go for it as long as you guys are both on the same page. Like, it's not going to hurt anybody. Um, and at the end of the day, you could potentially be with the person you're meant to be. Like, you, this could be like kind of like the force to push you guys to be together. I know, I, I sort of disagree um for these reasons if this is somebody that's in Elle's life um and she's basically concluding that this could be somebody that they could settle with long term could be a partner could be you know a long term partner so i think about like why why wouldn't you want that now versus waiting for it and I, and part of it may be they're they're enjoying single life that's sort of what yeah, you, you articulated that's, that's yeah. yeah is enjoying single life that's that's great and that's wonderful. But to me, it could also be like, this person is like a seven out of 10, well, not a seven out of 10, but like, you know, it's like seven of the 10 things I want and I'm going to wait and be single because hopefully I'll find somebody who's a 10 out of 10. Like, what do you told me this story? That's sort of what registered in my mind where like this person's a backup option because like, I think as we've spoken about, like, if you meet somebody in the first four minutes, like you should be wanting to, you know, you should be, um, yeah, that feeling of, of being strong. Is it bad to have a backup option? I, I think to me it's, it's well, it, you define a backup option, right? Backup like, option is prime. Like, is, is, uh, I mean, when I say define it, I mean like it's it's a backup option. It's it's option well, two, not option like, one. Your priority right now in life would probably, let's say, like if I'm talking from my perspective, let's say my priority in life is career and I'm trying to get my career to a certain space. But I know that me having this pact with person X we have this idea that let's say my career does get to where it needs to be in the next three years. And I'm open now to actually trying to build relationships with somebody. That would technically be my first option, even though it's like a backup plan to my original life plan. Does that make sense? It, it does. I guess the, the, the nuance there is you're taking it as saying the person wants the friendship pack or the, the value of a friendship pack is when you're in a place where you don't want to pursue a, a relationship. But 
if you weren't, this is the person you want. I took it as you wouldn't want to pursue a relationship with this person right now, but you want to keep them as your backup option in case over the next five years, somebody yeah, better doesn't be come it, along. Yeah. That's yeah. That was my interpretation. And then that, that was the one where I was like, ah, that felt. But in the case of the person like isn't in a, a place physically, mentally, emotionally to be in a relationship. Um, but I, I, I also wonder, I feel like that would just go down a different path. Because like if we play this out, right? And I'm like, listen, Iman or L, whatever, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I, if you don't mention the like not being in a place for a relationship, you're just like, mm-hmm. let's have a friendship pack. Like if somebody said that to me, I would take it as like, I'm option two if nothing else comes along in the next five years. Okay, I can see that for sure. I mean, like in the letter, it does say that single life is great and a little too great to give up right now. But the idea of this person is also great. And there's not a compromise that wants to happen. So let me just enjoy my life right now. And then let's revisit this idea. Would you be down? That's kind of like the energy I'm getting, which I can completely see the rationale being yours, right? The person receiving it and saying like, I'm not a value to you at this moment. So you want to keep me in your pocket for when you're ready. But I mean, I don't think with the past itself, I think it's kind of like if you're single by the time I'm ready and I'm single, let's just get together. Oh, but to your point, to your point right there, like, <laughs> okay. okay, so there there may be an age because I guess you said the person seems to be in their 20s and they sort of see 30 yeah, on the horizon. Yeah, they're about to turn 30. And they're saying yeah. by the time the pack would like kind of kick in where they'll have this conversation, they'll be 35. Mm-hmm. That's up. So I think for me, there's like, it's hard for me, like by default, I think about it where I am at 35. I couldn't imagine somebody coming into my life and being like, you great, you great. But like, give me a couple more years to like, you know what I mean? It, part of it is like you would, <laughs> because to what you said, it's like, if we're both single in five years, like if this is the person who you think you could settle down with, I feel like, I feel like you're setting yourself up for like a mad life. Imagine like thir- the five years comes along and that person's married with a kid and you're just like, damn, I let my quote unquote, like partner because i like that to me would like imagine that happen mm. i feel like you would live like a lifetime of just like regret so you're saying to explore now rather than hold off in the next five years for potential like if there is something there why not say something now tomorrow's not guaranteed explore today live today okay i am i'm on par with the pack to be honest i think enjoy <laughs> your life <laughs> I think you should draft this up, have a conversation. You know what? Now that you kind of put it out in the universe, it might happen sooner than the five years. Like you might realize like, okay, this person is into me. I'm into them. This single stuff is fun, but is it that fun? Let me like activate this path right now. And like, who knows? But I think a conversation should be had. Like if there are feelings where you're like, I could see myself potentially marrying you. And there's like that kind of understanding there from your end it doesn't hurt to bring up the conversation and be like, what are your thoughts? What do you think? One thing I think is interesting. She, it says, um, I'm not sure how ethical this is or is it a wise decision? And I kind of wanted to like explore that a little bit. Do you think it's ethical to have some sort of like friendship pack or like relationship pack, I guess? I would say something you mentioned to a partner, future partner, like let's say you have this pack and you meet somebody Like, do you tell this person as well? Like FYI, I have a pack with my friends. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, in terms of ethical, like if both people who are signing on to the agreement are okay with it, I would say, yeah, it, it passes like my ethics I bar, agree. right? Yeah. Um, to your, that was, that was, that was, my next thought was like, 
five years is a long time to like be because like you said this person is enjoying single life assuming the other person is out exploring as well you have these two people that are dating and but like listen you know we could date because you could date other people and you're like listen you've you've got a two-year clock like if we don't work out in two years like there's somebody else who's already reserved this seat like that that would be a hilarious conversation so funny so fun. that could be like a first date thing to be like hi this is great i'm really enjoying it however if you don't meet my criteria um i do have someone lined up thank you so much i mean that would it's, probably get someone to run you know what i i feel like that's like a version of the hunger games a dating hunger games where you just like put people against each other in competition with like i could get that could get netflix are you listening this could get interesting Ooh, that could that i agree that could be interesting um, hopefully we're able to answer your question. Thank you for sending that in. We super appreciate it. Um, but that kind of concludes this podcast. As always, we thank you for joining in. We're sorry that we're a little bit late. Be patient with us, guys. You'll always get a podcast in. Don't worry. Um, please send us your stories, your experiences uh, through our email. This is shiptalk at gmail.com. You can always send us through IG, which is ship.talk follow us there um you can message us we both are in control of that so you'll probably be talking to one of us and like and rate us on apple podcast because we're officially there guys that's the big news for this week we actually got on apple so if you listen to apple podcast you will be able to find us there just type in ship talk out any last thoughts nothing more to add it was fun and um for the apple users We've done this for you. Please go rate us. Yes. Uh, yes. We're both Android users. We're not missing yes, we out. Are. <laughs> we're not. We're not. But apparently, through the grapevine, we heard it sounds better on Apple Podcasts. So maybe you know what that is. What? You know what that is? That's the you Apple Kool Aid. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. With that, we're going to say goodbye. Talk to you guys next week. Bye, y'all. Bye.